All they want to hear, Apostle David, nice to meet again, good morning, all the way from Uganda, uh, which is the neighboring of uh, the Congo and Kenya. You're right in the mid, you're right in between there. I believe you are. I believe, well, I know you're next to the Congo, uh, the Kenya, but you're next to the Congo. So you're right in between, you're sandwiched in between the two continents. So a lot of people, I know a lot of people, they fell into this trap. I never fell into that trap. They only want to hear what comes from their local church. Well, if you're hearing the right things, that's okay. That is okay. Even though there's other, other good churches out there, good ministries, good preachers, teachers. But if you're not hearing the right things and you don't know it, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You know, I, I posted it some time ago. You know, if you're part of a local church, dedicated to a local church, sitting under wrong indoctrination, that's going to cause all kinds of problems for your walk with God. Because God, a lot of people don't like God. And I think I understand why, for different reasons. But there's nothing not to like about God. There's just nothing. God, the God of the, the Bible, God is the most loving not human being, the most loving person. He is a person. He's got a personality. He's the most loving person that you'll ever meet, that you'll ever walk with, you'll ever fellowship with. Never. You'll never meet anybody more loving. And Jesus, wow. You know, Jesus, God, it's all the same, basically. People got a problem with Jesus. Well, no, they shouldn't have a problem with Jesus because Jesus is not their problem. Jesus is not their problem. Now, maybe another Jesus. Paul talks about another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel. And we're out to change all of that. We are out to change all of that. All of it. We have to. It's got to change. It can't go on the way it is. <laughs> it can't. It just can't. The church cannot go on the way it's going on and has been going on overall. I'm not saying everywhere. I don't know every church in the world. If I said that, I'd be very arrogant and prideful on my part. But I don't. But I know what the Lord has taught me. And uh, there needs a lot, <laughs> you know, lots of room for improvement, like they say, in the church, local churches. All right, so let's move on with this word Zoe, with this word Zoe. And we already did a, an introductory um, video to it, Zoe, the Greek word Zoe. And I just want to say this is before... I started my power words. I should have started with Zoe. I should have. And I'm glad Apostle David from Uganda mentioned, he said the word Zoe came to his mind, and maybe the Lord gave him that to, to get it over to me. 
I should have taught maybe a little bit more on Zoe first. Because when you teach on Zoe, it's and teach it in, in context with the life of God, then part of the life of God is all these other words we, we started looking at, exousia, dunamis, all these other words, these power words. That's all part of his life. See, I'm going to do this right now. Uh, another good definition, another good definition for this word zoe, uh, Zadiades, and don't ask me to send me your uh, send me some books. I'm not sending you no books. All right, people are just asking me to send them boxes of books. It's like, you know, where do they get these ideas from? Okay, the word Zoe means to live life existence, as opposed to death and non-existence. Okay, but also I like this here: manner of life, manner of conduct, in a moral respect. So. We're going to be looking at the life of God, what the Bible says about the life of God, because whatever is part of his life, God does have a life. <laughs> My neighbor told me not too long ago, get a life, Pierre. <laughs> well, I do have a life, a whole lot more than what she's got. But, you know, once you discover the life of God, that God has a life, all right, God has a life. And we need to unpack that, though. What is that life of God? The life of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus came to bring expression to that life. He, he came to manifest the life of God. Wow. He did. Man, people got a problem with God. Jesus going around healing people, casting out demons. That's part of the life of God. And people got a problem with Jesus? Anyhow, so the life of God has been imparted onto man. We talked about that back in the garden. We lost that life. We lost the image, all that. But now through the new creation, and I teach this, I teach all this on the, the on context of the new creation. <coughs> new creation realities, realities of the new creation. God has made that life available again, 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 because we had it back in the garden. He's made that life, his life, available to the human race. That's what the plan of redemption is all about. Getting that life back onto this, into man, mankind, not man like just man gender. No, man. Anthropos. All right? And that's what we're going to look at in the next, I don't know, this could be <laughs> this could be for a little while if I don't shut up and uh, get into these verses. But uh, this is important that we understand this, that God has a life. And he wants to share that life. He wants to share that life with us. And I, I, I had a taste of that when I first got saved. And I've been hungry for more of that life ever since. And um, so let's let's just start here. Let's just start here. We're, we're, I'm already going overboard here. Let's just start here. Let's go to 
John, the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John, chapter 8, John, chapter 8, John, chapter 8, the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 12, verse 12, John, chapter 8, verse 12. It says here, once more, Jesus addressed a crowd. He said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Boy, is he ever. Without Jesus, I'll tell you, we're in huge trouble. Big, 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 big trouble. He who follows me will not be walking in the dark. Yeah, well, I see a lot of people living in the dark, meaning they're not following Jesus. And I'm talking about Christians. But we'll have the light, which is life. Wow. I could, I could preach on that for the next half hour, or maybe more. So he says, He who follows me, whosoever, whosoever follows me, we need to look at that word follow in the Greek. Yeah, that means conform. Conforming. He who conforms to me. Yeah, to my standard. To my way of living and doing things and speaking and thinking and believing. Will not be walking in the dark. In darkness. No, he won't. No, that's right. I haven't walked in darkness in 28 years. I haven't done everything perfectly, but I have not walked by, I have not been in darkness in 28 years. But we'll have the light. Because he is the light of the world. Which is life. Wow. Zoe. Which is Zoe. All right. So, Jesus just told us here, unless, unless you follow him who happens to be the light of the world, Unless you follow the light, this light, there's all kinds of lights out there. Oh, yeah. New age. Religions. There's all kinds of lights, so-called, but they're false. They're false lights. But those who follow this light, who happens to be Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible, not another Jesus, they will not walk in darkness. They will not walk in darkness at all, but will have the light, which is life. That's what life is all about, because of the fall. <coughs> because of the fall. That is the life that God has brought back upon the earth. That's the life, is to walk in the light. All right, so life in the true sense of the word life, has to do with light and not darkness. There's no, there's no life in darkness. There's death. There's darkness. There's no life. There's death. Right? That's what we looked at in Zodiades. The opposite of life is death or non-existence. Right? But in light, there's life. But in darkness, there's death, spiritual death. The world is full. You look at people. They're walking 
They're walking dead. The walking dead, right? They're spiritually dead, right? At this time, anyhow, and we got to get to them, all right? So we're going to look up one more verse. One, one more verse. I got to keep these short. I have to keep these short. I have to. Let's go. Let's start into Romans 5. Romans. 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 The epistle. The epistle to the Romans. Epistle to the Romans. Epistle to the Romans. Chapter 5. 517. 517. Oh, it's a good one. Another good one, I should say. <laughs> the, last, the first one was great. I got a lot out of that one. Romans 5.17. Using the Amplified here. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, I'm using the Amplified, unmerited favor and a free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, reign, 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 as in kingdom, reign as kings in life through the one man, the second Adam, <coughs> Jesus Christ. So, here we got the word life again. The same word, zoe, life. And it says here, because of our union with this Jesus Christ, who happens to be the second Adam, because that's what he's talking about here through the one man, the one man, well, the new man, right? The Bible talks about the new man. He's talking about we're going to reign in life, not when we get to heaven, here, <clears throat> because of the life that God has imparted to those who are born again, to those who are born of God. There's something we need to understand. Because of the fall, and because of the incarnation, there are two atoms on this earth. Well, there's two races. There's two races. There's the race of the first Adam. That's the heathen. That's the unsaved. That's the unbeliever. And then you've got this new man. The first one is the old man. Then you've got the new man, the new race, because of the new Adam. And once you come in union with this new Adam by the new birth, which is part of the new nature, then you're no longer part of the first Adam. You're not part of this new Adam, which is Jesus Christ. He's the last Adam. He's the last, he's the second, he's the last Adam. Right? And that's what it says here. I'm just going to go over here right now, real quick. Go to Ephesians. Go to Ephesians 2.15. <coughs> Ephesians 2.15. 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 Ephesians 
Ephesians 2.15. Real quick here. By abolishing in his own crucified flesh, talking about Jesus, the enmity caused by the law with its decrees and ordinances which he annulled, and he, Jesus, from the two, what two? What's he talking about the two? He's talking about the Jews and the Gentiles, right? Which are part of the first Adam. The two he might create in himself one new man, one new humanity out of the two. So making peace. So that's what I say. There's actually two races on this, this earth. There's not, there's not a black race and a, a, a yellow race, Asian and all that. To God, he doesn't see it that way. He just doesn't. He sees, are you born of God, born of him, or you're not born of him? Are you born, you still have the corruptible seed, or are you born with this incorruptible seed? Right? That's, that's the way he sees things. So whether you're a Muslim, whether you're a Baptist, whether you're a Catholic, whether you're an atheist, agnostic, whatever, until you receive that new nature through the new birth, you're still part of the first Adam. And anybody who's still in union with the first Adam in his fallen state, they're not getting into heaven. They're not getting into heaven. So if they're not getting into heaven, guess where they're going? There's, another, there's only another place. There's only two places because there's two races. They're going into hell for eternity. And then eventually the lake of fire. So it says in Revelations 20. So heaven is for those who are in union with the first, the second Adam. And hell is for those who are still in union with the first Adam. So I have no idea how I got into all that, but it's great. We need to hear that more. We need to hear more of that. So I'm going to stop there. I have to stop there. I, I go way too long. So we'll take it up tomorrow. <laughs> Hopefully we'll take it up tomorrow. I got stuff to do. But so as I always finish my, my, my teachings now, I always encourage people I always encourage people to learn what it takes to walk in the fullness of the grace of God and of the faith of God because it's faith that gives access to the grace of God. And that's what we're talking about. All of this we're talking about is by grace. We have access to the life of God by His grace. We're saved by grace, right? That's part of the salvation, right? It's part of sozo. All right? So thank you. Thanks for watching. Hope you're learning something. And shalom and amen.